Good morning, everybody. My name is Alex Barthet, a board-certified construction attorney here in Florida. Today, we're going to go through um, several issues related to um, how the coronavirus is impacting uh, everybody's business. Um, so we're going to talk first about what we're seeing and hearing from our clients in the field um, about uh, cities and municipalities and project closures, some new legislation that is impacting employees and employers, how to avoid delays in getting paid. We'll go over some basics. Uh, I'll talk about some important contract provisions to look at in your contracts uh, related to the coronavirus. We'll talk about some financial aid programs that exist. Uh, um, so what are we seeing in the field? Um, I've spoken over the last several days to many of our construction clients that work throughout the state of Florida. Um, county offices generally are closed to in-person business. I'm guessing many of you are seeing that. However, most offices are still open for online and phone business. So that includes um, the permit office, inspections, um, plan review, uh, however, we are hearing more and more that many uh, city offices are not issuing new permits. Um, as far as known closures of municipalities, uh, I heard yesterday that a plan reviewer in Fort Lauderdale may have uh, a confirmed case of COVID-19, and as a result, because he was in close contact with the rest of the plan reviewers, in Fort Lauderdale, that that office may be closed or is closing. Um, so that's why there's a question mark there. But um, as far as other known closures, Golden Beach and the town of Surfside are known to be um, closed completely. No inspections, no permits, no nothing. When are they going to open up? I'm not certain. Um, as far as permits that have been issued, um, how do you record that notice of commencement? Um, uh, Ariella with Sunray can help you here. Uh, if you email her after the presentation, um, because you cannot physically walk into most government offices um, to record your notice of commencement, um, you can use Sunray and she can record it, uh, and Ariella can record it electronically for you so that you can at least keep your projects uh, moving. Um, so what else are we seeing in the field? As far as significant projects in South Florida that we know have uh, closed, um, the Royal Caribbean uh, headquarters at the Port of Miami um, has uh, indefinitely stopped construction. They're securing the site now uh, and with no immediate plans to return. Sunseeker, which is, I believe, an airline uh, headquarters, also closed. Uh, one that I heard of yesterday, Pier 66. Um, which was a huge project um, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, I believe, or Hollywood Beach, um, that has stopped, uh, or I should say hasn't even really started. They, they did not get their funding in light of all of this, or the owners have decided to stop. I'm not sure which one it is, but, but I'm told that that project is, is effectively stopped. Um, we also know that under the CDC guidelines, with respect to um, 
just keeping your distance, uh, social distancing, and minimizing contact with other folks that many indoor projects um, are having a hard time continuing. Uh, as you know, in most municipalities, uh, they have issued a um, stay-at-home order and business closure for all non-essential businesses. And construction, thankfully, uh, at least for the moment, is considered an essential business. As a result, if you look around, um, when you're driving to the uh, supermarket or the drugstore, you probably see construction still happening. Right now, um, in most places in Florida and most places in the country, that is continuing. And we have no reason to think that it won't. Um, however, there are situations such as Boston um, and other places in various cities in California where not construction generally is not considered an essential business, but essential construction is. Now, going back to indoor construction, um, I know of many construction projects that are only indoor and they are they are stopped because um, while they can conduct construction uh, because it's considered essential, they uh, most orders say that you can only do it if it's outdoors or well ventilated, plus you have to follow all the CDC guidelines. So some construction projects cannot achieve that and therefore um, they have closed uh, or those projects have stopped. I have heard of several projects in which uh, workers have been confirmed uh, COVID-19 um, patients and as a result those projects have stopped. Uh, and those projects need to be effectively disinfected, and then it's up to the owner and the contractor whether they're going to start again. Um, I think as more tests happen, more and more of that is going to uh, be revealed. So let's talk about some new legislation impacting employment. Um, the biggest one that I'm, I'm assuming you've heard about is the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. It goes into effect no later than 4-1-2020. It applies to 500, to any business with 500 employees or fewer. There's no minimum um, in the act. Uh, and it generally applies to those who take leave because of a child at home. If you have COVID-19 or you are giving care to someone that has COVID-19. Um, and if those uh, criteria apply to your employee, then you must provide them two weeks of paid leave. Now, there are various caps on, on those payments. Um, so, and, and the law is still subject to a great deal of um, regulation uh, it, uh, that is going to give some context to how it needs to be applied. Um, but this is just very broad brush how the uh, Families First Coronavirus Response Act um, is intended to apply. Uh, you, for additional resources on this, uh, I interviewed George Rivero, the uh, former area director of the United States Department of Labor. Um, you can listen to that interview, which is about 45 minutes long, where George Rivero goes in great detail um, about 
these issues, we run through some examples of various companies and various sizes, how the Families First Coronavirus Act will apply to them. You can get that at the leanzonepodcast.com. We're doing almost daily podcasts now on various issues uh, involving the construction industry and the coronavirus. You can also go to the Department of Labor. They have a pandemic page dedicated to this, um, to these issues, and they have a uh, significant amount of information. Some designated, some pages designated just for employees, others designated just for employers. Uh, this is a rapidly changing landscape, so you need to keep an eye on it. Just know that. Um, to the extent that you're going to make significant or not even significant, any staffing related changes, furloughs, terminations, uh, layoffs, uh, as we get closer to April 1st, the things you may have to do uh, to do that uh, are going to change. So be aware of that. Uh, so let's talk about some things you can do uh, to avoid delays in getting paid. Uh, Having lived through the last, uh, through the Great Recession, um, I can tell you that those folks that got paid in the recession were those that had lien rights. And if you didn't have lien rights, you were automatically put to the back burner. So absolutely critical that you notice all your jobs timely, uh, and, and I would say do it early. Don't delay. Um, there may be delays associated with the mail that could start happening. Uh, a processing of your notice, you just don't want to take any chances. Uh, so do it as early as possible. Um, you want to start the lien process early as well. I would recommend that once you get to about day 60, after your last date of work, that's when you really need to start moving forward with your lien. Do not wait till day 70 or 80, 85. Um, we have run into situations, and Ariella can attest to this, that the recording offices, as I said at the beginning, are closed. You cannot walk into the recording office and record a document, which means that you have to do it electronically. And while Amazon can, you know, send you a roll of toilet paper if they had it in a day, um, you cannot record a document in that uh, short amount of time. It is still a manual process handled by government employees. So when you submit it electronically through Sunray, it still could take days, many, many days to get that recorded. So you do not want to wait until the last minute to submit your lien for recording. Do it early. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that some jobs may not restart. What we saw in the last recession was that people were told and hoped and believed that their jobs would start up again. So they didn't lean, thinking that they were going to go back. So day 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 120 came and went, and they were thinking, well, we're going to go back next week. We're going to go back next week. And they never went back. So they never so, so they lost their lien rights. Be very, very careful about letting that happen to you. Do not lose your lien rights. If you have any chance of getting paid, your lien is probably how that's going to happen. 
So let's talk briefly about some important contract provisions that you need to keep in mind with respect to the coronavirus. Number one, is your contract in writing? Um, because if it isn't, which isn't always a bad thing, um, you know, it, it's better that it's in writing so that there's less of a dispute. But quite frankly, uh, what I find is that if it's not in writing, at least having it, let me say it differently. If it's not in writing, that's better than having a writing that is not good for you. So sometimes having no writing at all works to your advantage. But if you have no written agreement, then many of the things I'm going to talk about may not apply to you. But if you do have a written contract, some of the provisions you need to look at um, are the force majeure provision, the no damage for delay provision, notice of claims, how do you submit claims, and what is the dispute resolution process? So let's run through these briefly. Force majeure generally means that there's some outside, sor outside cause uh, of an impact in your project and uh, on your contract performance. And as a result, you may be entitled to more time or more money. Now, many contracts we review, especially subcontracts for uh, larger contractors, they don't have a force majeure provision in your favor. That means in favor of you as a subcontractor, um, but it could, uh, it may be there. So you need to look for that uh, to see if you have any rights because of these impacts on your project. Uh, many contracts contain a no damage for delay clause. A no damage for delay clause effectively says that if the job is delayed for any reason whatsoever, you are only entitled to a delay, a time extension. You are not entitled to get more money. If you have such a provision in your contract, then it is going to be very challenging for you to get more money because of these delays, but you should be able to avoid having to uh, pay liquidated damages or any other delay-related damages because of the coronavirus. Documentation is absolutely critical. So just because the coronavirus happened um, doesn't automatically mean that your job is delayed because of the coronavirus. Um, we are starting to see, as more and more people get tested, that critical folks, as well as just labor, um, is getting harder and harder to get to the job sites, um, whether it's deliveries, laborers, skilled tradesmen. Um, it is harder to do your work. So while you may have gains in the fact that there's less traffic, so you're getting to job sites faster. Um, if you don't have all the people to get to the job site, it could impact your work, um, as well as delays in inspections. So you need to document all of those issues and how the coronavirus is the cause of those issues. If you have an entitlement of any type for time or money, you need to submit a claim under your contract. How do you do that? It is primarily dependent on what your contract says about claims. So you need to find that section on how to make a claim in your contract. 
uh, and then you need to follow that process. Typically, it is a written notice of some sort within some rather short period of time that something is impacting your performance on this project. And you need to put that in writing. It may need to be sent to a certain person. It may need to be sent via email or certified mail. Your contract will tell you that. Now, if your contract doesn't say anything about that or you have no written agreement, I strongly encourage you to put together your own claim, uh, written notice to the party that hired you, and let them know what type of time extension you're currently looking for and what additional costs you may be claiming so that you let them know so that, that if there is a uh, litigation in the future or you submit a claim later, you can always point back to your early notice of the claim as the basis for your entitlement to time or money. Uh, finally, you need to check the dispute resolution provisions in your contract. Do you have to mediate first? Do you have to litigate? Um, or are you going to arbitrate? You need to have an understanding of what are you going to have to do if a dispute were to arise so that you are planning and moving forward in that regard. Um, one issue that I've, I hear about uh, from clients I've read online uh, that you should blindly carpet bomb all of the people that you work with um, or work for, I should say, that that the coronavirus has impacted the business and you put them on notice right away. Um, I would caution you from doing that too quickly because if you do, um, depending on what your contract says, you may be in what's called anticipatory breach of your contract. Meaning if you gave them notice of a delay that you contractually don't have a right to, then you may be in breach of the contract just by sending that notice. So, so be cautious about a blanket notice to everybody that you're going to ask for more time or you're going to ask for more money. It needs to be done more surgically rather than uh, via a shotgun approach. As far as some other resources you can look to, um, you can go to the leanzone.com forward slash COVID-19. We have a page dedicated just to these and many other issues. If you are looking for more information on in the field issues related to tool cleaning, COVID-19 tool talks, uh, uh, toolbox talks, uh, meeting minute issues, uh, again, a COVID-19 preparedness plan, the ABC has put together a great series of resources for you that you can download and, and customize to your, um, to your needs. Let's talk about some financial aid programs. Uh, just last night, 1.30 in the morning, Congress passed the $2 trillion bill. Um, and it is obviously only hours ago that this happened. Um, the details are very general um, and the implementation is unclear. What do we know so far? My guess is if you turned on the news, you'll probably hear something like this. Most Americans may get up to $1,200, their children $500 each. A $500, $500 billion loan program for companies and a $367 billion program to assist, to assist small businesses to deal with payroll. Um, those are all part of this $2 trillion plan. 
Um, it also includes additional funding for unemployment and 150 billion for hospitals. Again, I don't know how to apply that information. It does not exist yet. I suspect that will be coming out uh, shortly. Um, some other resources with respect to financial aid, the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity, the DOE, does have uh, loans available, bridge interest, no interest bridge loans up to $50,000 for companies with 100 employees, uh, up to 100 employees. And you can apply to that at uh, and learn more about it at floridadisasterloan.org. Org. Um, so again, it's a it's a bridge loan that uh, has no interest. If you need it, I suggest you go to that website and check it out. The Small Business Administration, the SBA, is also making available um, long-term, low-interest loans of up to two million dollars available to small businesses and nonprofits. Uh, long-term being up to 30 years, interest rates are very low at 3.75%. Um, you can go to disasterloan.sba.gov uh, to get more information on these loan programs as well. Florida also has their own website uh, where they have information on everything I've talked about, plus other information uh, FloridaDisaster.biz um, has direct links to the DOE Bridge Loan Program, the SBA Economic Injury Loan Program. Um, it also has something rather interesting. You know, part of disaster relief is is understanding what people need and what's happening to their business. So they have a business damage assessment survey um, that will give you an opportunity to an answer a questionnaire uh, to talk to answer, to provide information about the economic losses arising from COVID-19 that are happening to you. Um, there is a Florida and federal tax assistance uh, program that is being put in place. Um, so you can go to the Florida Department of Revenue. They have a special team dedicated just to COVID-19. If you go to the Florida Tax Assistance Web, the Florida Department of Revenue website, they have a page dedicated to that. Um, I have their email address here, um, COVID-19 tax help at floridarevenue.com to ask any questions you have. The federal tax assistance program um, is starting to take shape. Um, I mentioned the Families First Act, uh, a component part of that act is a tax relief to the extent you have to make payments to people uh, for the two weeks of paid leave. Um, and you're going to get that back in the form of either uh, a check or uh, much more likely <clears throat> a tax credit. So as you've probably heard in the news, the April 15th deadline for taxes has moved to July 15th. Um, and there's a lot of information on federal tax assistance at the uh, irs.gov website. Um, you can also defer any payments of federal income tax um, that may be due on April 15th to July 15th without penalties and interest. Um, so you need to look into, 
into doing that. 